To our dear Wellness Couch listeners, we are sending you all our love during these unprecedented times. Now is the time to appreciate what community really is all about. And on the back of our wellness base camps in Geelong and Camden being postponed, we've decided to run a virtual experience that anyone can attend. It's called Crisis to Confidence. Right now, the world faces five major challenges. The first one, fear and anxiety. So Kim Morrison will present on certainty and love. The second one is social isolation. So Marcus Pierce is going to talk about how to build community during these difficult times. The third is mental and emotional despair. So Brett Hill will talk about how to develop resilience. The fourth is financial uncertainty. So Jason Witten will talk about creating financial security. And the fifth is a challenged immunity. So Cindy O'Meara will share how to boost our immunity during these times. Crisis to Confidence will be broadcast live on Saturday, April 4. And if you can't make it, you'll receive lifetime access. To register and for all the details, go to thewellnessbasecamp.com. That's thewellnessbasecamp.com. Thank you, Wellness Cow Tribe. We love you and send our virtual hugs and kisses. Are you passionate about health and nutrition? Then check out the Nutrition Academy. They offer the most comprehensive, innovative, and transparent health and nutrition educational resource on the planet. They strive to separate health misinformation from reality. They give their students the resources and skill sets to think critically about what they read and learn. So you can use the power of research to make better decisions for yourself, your family, and the people you serve. The Nutrition Academy have kindly offered all listeners a discount for this course, so you are able to try it out for yourself with a saving of $50. Just use the code TNN50 at thenutrition.academy or follow the link in the show notes. Welcome to The Real Food Real. I'm Steph Lowe, the natural nutritionist. We're shaking things up on the podcast and each week I am joined by our cast of experts, including Kirsty Worth, Phil Maffetone, Kale Brock, Ali McLean, Katie Pettuccini and so many more leaders in the fields of real food, gut health, sports performance, holistic wellness and optimizing your health, metabolism and longevity. While you're tuning in to today's episode, would you take a screenshot of your smartphone and share it on social media with the hashtag RealFoodReal? I'd absolutely love to know that you're tuning in. And while you're there, why not share this episode with a friend who also needs to hear our information goldmines and aha moments. Sharing the show means we can continue our mission of simplifying nutrition and showing the world that health starts with what you choose to put on your plate. Without further ado, let's dive into this week's episode of The Real Food Real. In episode 270 of The Real Food Real, Ellie and I teach you how to nourish your immune system for not only our immediate situation, but the longer term. We start with the basics of real food and then explore key ingredients, including raw garlic, vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, olive leaf extract, 
andrographis, and medicinal mushrooms. You will also learn the role of the nervous system, exactly what Harvard University are prescribing for everyone impacted by our current global pandemic, and so much more. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Real Food Real. Steph and I are going to have a discussion about nourishing your immune system. Obviously, in some parts of the world, here in Melbourne, Victoria, and other parts of Australia, we're entering the winter months, so it's definitely a relevant time to be talking about the immune system. But, of course, uh, around the world at the moment, we are being affected by increasing and overwhelming rates of um, coronavirus or COVID-19. So it's even more important that we are supporting our immune system at this time. Of course, we know that we aren't immune from coronavirus and so um, no diet is going to stop us from getting the diet. We've got to be really clear about that before we go into today's discussion. But um, I think the position that Steph and I come from is that the more we can do to support our immune system at this time and therefore, um, for want of a better term, sort of help you weather the coronavirus storm, um, the, the better it will be for you and your quality of life and, of course, for that of our healthcare system that needs to reserve its beds for the people that need it the most. So please take this conversation as one that is really um, to, to nourish you and support you rather than completely um, protect you um, from cor- catching coronavirus at all. Yeah, I totally agree. I think it's really important to start with the foundations. Like, you know, there's a lot of people that I see at, um, or at least online, you know, stocking up on rice and pasta. And if you do pop into Coles to grab cocoa quench or whatever you might be buying, you'll notice that a lot of the shelves are empty of the refined foods. And then, you know, we've really missed the opportunity to focus on a whole food plant predominant diet, which is going to be naturally rich in vitamin C. So, you know, our dark leafy greens, of course, berries, citrus fruits, there's so much that we can do with that whole food GERF foundation. And I think that's really important because it's easy to turn to comfort food and and we then miss that opportunity to really nourish ourselves with what's on our plate for every every meal choice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is really interesting. Like, even when we, there were first announcements of, um, of of a potentially looming lockdown, the the pastas, um, the the rice, the the breads were the first things to disappear from the supermarket shelf. And yes, they'll last in your cupboard for a long period of time. But at least here in Australia, right now, we do have the the blessing or the luxury of being able to go to green grocers and get lots of whole fresh produce, which we can which we can use and, and stock up on, not necessarily stock up on, but, but get regularly. And it's going to do far more for our immune system um, than, than relying on those packaged pastas as your, um, as your sole food source over the coming few weeks and months. Yeah, and that's exactly right. I mean, going into Coles and Safeway for a lot of people is quite a big trigger at the moment or worse, depending on what you call it. It's quite a big mm. trigger for a lot of people seeing those empty shelves and, of course, you know, those organisations have put in some incredible initiatives to stop the um, the hoarding and to support the, the disadvantaged and the elderly, but it's still not the best environment to be exposed to. Like I would much prefer to be going to a greengrocer or a market or a butcher if that's the way you're inclined um, and then also supporting those small businesses that really need your support right now. So just having yeah. a different perspective and, and looking for how you can support your health and the health of your family with whole foods. 
Mm. So Steph, what are you stocking up on? What have you got? Obviously places like Woolworths, we can't buy more than two of anything right now, but for you, what's at the top of your list that you want to make sure is in your kitchen cupboard for the sake of your nutrient density and potential you know, lack of access over the coming few weeks and months? Yeah, well, truthfully, like we don't shop that much at Coles or Woolworths anyway. Like I literally go in there to get Cocoa Quench, which is my, mm-hmm. um, you know, my milk that I add to you know, tea or Grace's chia pudding or whatever it might be. Um, and there is the, the two, um, well, the two by two litre limit, right? So I have mm. essentially been going a little bit more frequently just to make sure that um, we've got a little bit of that. But I'm not sort of stocking up on anything because I'm respecting the limits. Um, mm. Certainly for a number of months now, I've been getting my fruit and veg delivered from a company called Organic ease not sponsored just love what they do um and i've actually seen you know via their email comms that they've been overwhelmed with demand which has made me really excited that it you know the blessing in this whole quite tragic situation globally is that many people are actually already starting to change their shopping habits you know the other example is i've shared with you guys before um ian and i often buy our beef and lamb direct from a farm but it's called Braylands B-R-A-E-L-A-N-D-S and they've sold out for many months because they're only a small family-owned business that you know only can supply so much beef and lamb per month and this makes Mm. me really happy that unfortunately it's a tragedy that has prompted this but we're looking for alternate ways to shop again supporting small business but for me it's about quality you know, mm. Coles and Woolworths sold out of their meat, which wasn't an issue for me because I just don't buy my produce that way. For for others, it was quite scary that they couldn't get their usual products, but it did prompt them to go elsewhere. So I absolutely love that. Um, mm. And we, we, from Organic Ease, we buy a box for three. Obviously, there's only two adults in the house. Grace certainly eats almost as much as an mm. adult some days. But um, what tends to happen is we have a little bit of leftover towards the end of the week. I just keep my subscription coming every Tuesday and then I make sure that I'm cooking up what's left, whether it's making Grace's puree or getting this local garon and just doing a big veggie kind of crockpot number just to make sure that then I'm actually stocking up in the way of the freezer being prepped with meals for us so that I'm not wasting those fresh fruit and vegetables that I tend to have a little bit of a surplus of at the end of the week. So stocking up the freezer that way. Um, But we've certainly been eating a lot more garlic. You know, I love garlic as a natural antimicrobial. We prescribe it to a lot of our microbiome clients, certainly those that are working to rebalance their gut. Um, And in that sense, like to my clients where I'm using it as sort of more of a prescription, I definitely get more specific. But certainly for everyone listening, you know, raw garlic is such a beautiful ingredient. So it might not be something that you usually consume raw, but certainly salad dressings or making a pesto or, you know, little ways you can turn that into a low-carb pasta with your tomatoes and your zucchini noodles. Like you can really Mm. make food quite medicinal with that simple ingredient and just making sure that where possible it's raw um, so that you do get the most antimicrobial microbial properties from it 
Yeah, my favorite. Yeah, my favorite way of using raw garlic is in something like a, a hummus, um, and I make hummus out of whatever sort of legume I might have available in the kitchen, which I think is relevant to everybody now. Like, not getting too pedantic about, you know, if you're doing a batch of roast veggies, don't get pedantic about whether the recipe says to use carrots, eggplant, and um, capsicum, but use the veggies that are fresh and available at your local store. So it might mean that you're roasting up pumpkin, mushroom, and uh, onions but um my point is is that get a little bit nimble and flexible with what you're using in recipes so you can't so you don't discount um you know a whole batch of recipes that you otherwise previously would have used so when it comes to hummus for example people would traditionally think of hummus as being a chickpea based dip but um you know over the weekend the the only legumes that i had available were kidney beans so i made a kidney bean dip with with garlic in there and then obviously your your traditional additions like tahini and olive oil and salt and, and lemon juice, but I didn't have fresh lemons, so I actually used a bit of apple cider vinegar on the weekend. Um, but you can you can blend garlic into so many different dips um, and make it. So it's such an easy way of getting that that raw, crushed form of garlic in. Yeah. to benefit from it. Mm. It's a good point though, which is what the um, organic veggie boxes or the fruit and veggie boxes taught me. Like a lot of people's instant reaction is, oh yeah, but you can't choose, like how annoying mm. kind of thing. And I'm like, Ooh. oh, I've loved that because what it's done is it's forced me to get creative, similar to what you said. I love the idea of your um, your alternative hummus, but um, also for Grace because I'm then making her puree and throwing in eggplants and um, you know, what else has gone in there that we wouldn't normally use, like different sort of bok choys and things that quite honestly aren't my default veggies to buy. Um, mm. And so it's exposed her to different veggies and fibres and that feeds her microbiome and supports her immune system. And, and so for families out there, you can do similar things in that not only getting you to be creative and tweak recipes, but also, you know, feeding your family different flavours and textures that really is important to um, diversify their palate, their taste pro- yeah. preferences as well. Yeah. I think it's also like, it's also important to be flexible and, and to be creative because people, if they are shopping and getting their fresh, fresh produce at the supermarket, there is this sense of doom because their, their standard veggies aren't there or available, but there's still plenty of fresh produce available. And if it's not your default, then get comfortable with, with, with using other fresh produce because it is still there. Um, and um, we, we, we can't stop eating whole and real food just because the normal, the normal whole and real food that you would buy isn't available uh, at the moment. So anti, I, I also love using pomegranate. Like pomegranate is also a bit of a natural antimicrobial, so I love using pomegranate seeds or pomegranate juice if it's available. Not sure how available it will be at the moment, but it is also one of my, side, as a side note, one of my other favourite antimicrobials to include. Mm. Yep. And then do you use the pomegranates as like a salad topper or how would you combine those? Yeah, I often use them in salads. Um roast veggies i might actually put some pomegranate on top of like a roast veggie type salad just to change it up so there's a bit of warmth and sort of softness in roast veggies but then some tartness and crispness in the um in the pomegranates on top so that's usually how i would use them they're super yummy they're very very fussy to try and get out of the actual pomegranate but once you've done it um they're they're beautiful they're so yummy to include in the diet yeah beautiful Mm. 
So we obviously can't forget about the importance of vitamin C for people either at the moment. Um, I sometimes think that people get a bit complacent with the importance of vitamin C, like, oh, yes, you know, we've been told that vitamin C is important for our immune health. But um, vitamin C does so much for various elements of the immune system and particularly the innate immune system. So supporting like that first line of defense that is going to help us um, as like, you know, sort of a, a shield uh, when it comes to potential infection from from microbes. So wherever you can get vitamin C into the diet is so, so crucial. And this is where um, I personally like to stock up on frozen berries as much as possible. So I know that there's always an option for me to get, you know, strawberries or blueberries into my day. I use them primarily in my smoothies, but there's nothing to say you can't thaw out frozen berries and you know add them to a to a chia pudding or mix them through an LSA porridge that you've that you've had on the stove. Um, for vitamin C, I also love you know broccoli and capsicum, um, and then of course our citrus fruits, so lemon and lime, uh, and trying to get these into every single meal of the day so that you're getting almost uh you know this this super normal level of vitamin c intake um through these times i've actually personally use a vitamin c supplement as well and i think for for most people a vitamin c supplement's quite relevant when you're when you're wanting to really nourish and nurture the immune system not to forget that when we are st- stressed, which for for a lot of people is a reality right now, um, stressed about the the sort of um, the unknown, the uncertainty about what's what's happening over the coming weeks and months and year um, as a result of coronavirus. When we're stressed, we chew through more vitamin C as well. So it is it is incredibly relevant and incredibly important to be thinking about the quality of your diet for the sake of your vitamin C intake. And if not already considering a vitamin C supplement, I know you use one as, as well. Steph, is it the Melrose that you're using at the moment? Yeah, I I am. And I think it's important to acknowledge that, yeah, it's an essential water-soluble vitamin, right? So we don't make it or store it. So we have to get it from the diet. And you gave some incredible tips there on what we all should be consuming. But certainly, yeah, we're needing more at this time. And so I either recommend the Melrose Essential C plus Immune which is vitamin C, but it contains zinc, olive leaf, D, you know, mm. lots of those really complementary immune boosting ingredients. Um, olive leaf we'll talk about, but I don't recommend that for um, my pregnant and um, breastfeeding mamas. So then we're looking for like a pure vitamin C powder, like the Melrose sachets. Um, they've got a few different, like four in the suite, a plain ascorbic acid, or you can get vitamin C plus bioflavonoids. Um, any of those are really suitable for a lot of people. It's become more about what they can access because yes, yeah. vitamin C shortage, oh, at least great vitamin C shortage of 2020. 2020, I know like for our clients, they'll know we use an online platform for prescribing their supplements and quite literally every single brand was sold out. We were searching through, I know Ellie, you were checking every day and we've gotten on top of it in the, our virtual clinic now, but it was quite yeah. hectic there for a while. There was none available. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was getting creative, like looking yeah. at what other supplements have vitamin C. <laughs> yeah. The Bed and Zinc or the Carmex, a lot of the, um, the magnesium ranges have vitamin C in there and zinc. So 
using those. I agree with you, but I think every practitioner must have been doing the same because it was mm. like it was like this sort of dominoes effect that every product, all the zincs were go- sorry, all the C's were gone, then all the C's plus zincs, then all the zincs, and then it was like every single product that contained C as an ingredient was gone, and I was like, whoa, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then I saw um going on a bit of a vitally tangent here, but I saw a little update saying, you know, this client has, has got their, um, their buffered C powder. And I was like, Oh, well done. They must've got in when the, when they um, restocked the the virtual shelves. Yeah. And then we've Um, got quite a lot of Melrose at the clinic, right? And I'd almost forgotten about this stock. So I was a bit of a vitamin C drug dealer for a while. I had people texting me wanting me to deliver their vitamin C because they couldn't find any. And so like I took some to my mother's group last week and I was like, Oh my goodness. Like everyone, was going a bit crazy for it was like the healthy version of the toilet paper debacle except we weren't hoarding yeah. or just sharing it <laughs> sharing love um i actually use the melrose ascorbic acid in my smoothie right now it doesn't taste like anything so that just that just goes in there um and i'm, I'm high dosing um on that some people can notice with a vitamin C supplement that it does change the bowel motions a little bit, so it can cause it to be a little looser um, or sometimes cause a little bit of bloating. I recommend if you do experience that, then just split the dose out so that you're not having it all at once, but maybe you're doing a half a teaspoon at two points of the day or depending on your depending on what vitamin C you've got your hands on, you're doing a, a half dose at two points over the course of the day. Yeah, it's really individual, isn't it? But that's a good barometer. Make sure you don't give yourself diarrhea. Scale it back if that's what's going on. Well, yeah, but but also like know what the potential um, what the potential downsides are of the vitamin C, so you don't suddenly think you've got a case of food poisoning or food reactivity when it actually could just be the fact that you've introduced that vitamin C. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you mentioned in the essential C plus immune, there's olive leaf, there's zinc. Was there anything else in there? Yeah, there's D and beta-glucan, which is a beautiful immune-supporting um, ingredient that actually comes from a Saccharomyces yeast. So um, really complementary ingredients and, you know, certainly at the moment really important, but I love using this all year round because it is so complementary to just support your immune health all year round, rich in antioxidants. Um, certainly for some populations, you know, where they've got that real heavy pollution, depending on where you live, that's how it can be really helpful at the moment. And then for our general cold season, which we're sort of coming into quite quickly in Australia, I don't know where summer went, but um, just reduce the severity and the duration of colds too. So yeah, I love it. Um, gives us a bit more variety you know obviously if you take vitamin c it's just vitamin c if you need d then you take d on top of that so it it can just sort of balance things out especially for someone that's on a bit of a budget around what they what they add in because we can't take everything and we we shouldn't be either (laughs) yeah well i I love the sound of that um that immune composition actually especially the zinc and the d in there which a lot of people are going to benefit from having it's just important that Obviously, in this conversation, we've not got a lot of control over um, what what people might already be having or what their supplement schedule may already include. So make sure you're not doubling up too much. So, uh, you know, understand that if you're taking sort of an immune support supplement and there's vitamin C and zinc, then you also don't want to be 
layering too heavily on that with additional zinc and and vitamin D, for example, um, if you've got separate versions of those sitting in your supplement cupboard. You know, some supplements, you know, they're quite safe to have in large doses vitamin C, for example, because it's water-soluble. But if it's a fat-soluble vitamin like vitamin D, you don't want to overdose on that. So please make sure that um, you either work with your healthcare professional to understand what your supplement requirements are right now or you look quite... Um, quite in detail into what's in your supplements and and work out, okay, well, am I doubling up here? Because chances are if I am, then I need to look at scaling one of those back. Yeah, really good point, which is what we're doing a lot with our clients, aren't we? Like a lot of immune support and, and certainly for um, clients that are already taking a few supplements, just looking at what they're taking in total. Like zinc is a big one for me as well. Like I often see it in a number of different products and so adding up the total milligrams and understanding you know what you need is very relative to what you eat because we know that zinc is a big one that you know largely found in things like oysters beef lamb much less valor amounts in our pumpkin seeds but yeah certainly if you're vegetarian or vegan zinc is a big one that you don't want to become deficient in but also of course that you don't want to take too much of so it's that goldilocks type approach yeah yeah definitely um, I've also noticed that the andrographis has sold out. So that's another one of those, um, beautiful immune supporting herbs, which is, um, very popular. It's in the, um, bioceuticals armor force, but that has been hard to get your hands on as well. Um, particularly on the vitally platform. Um, some, Medicinal mushrooms have also started to get hard to get your hands on. Um, so things like reishi, shaga, um, cordyceps are some of those beautiful sort of immune supporting. Um, I think shaga is specifically sort of an antiviral mushroom. Um, they are still available via various platforms, but to varying degrees. Um, the super feast are available on the Vitaly. I haven't checked their stock numbers recently, but have you They've been definitely you... sold out of Shaga on their website? I have noticed. Mm, okay, but I've been prescribing Super Feast, the brand, still through Vitaly. I think it's yeah. a day by day. <laughs> like the world is really living day by day at the moment. Oh, we, we are, aren't we? Really the same with just what we can access. Um, so, you know, of course, our clients can reach out to us. Um, I've personally got some reishi at home that I've been using um, of late. And, you know, we know it's an adaptogenic um, mushroom, so that can help you in, in times of stress. Um, but, yeah, beautiful for immune support. So I know that's still available on superfeast.com.au okay. and certainly oh. our clients can reach out to us to help them get it over at Shoku Iku as well. So that's S-H-O-K-U-I-K-U, Shoku Iku. Um, they are selling their medicinal mushroom blends online um, and they've still got quite a bit of stock. Yoko, who looks after Shoku Iku, is a medicinal mushroom expert, so she also will offer a lot of help if you're new to using mushrooms. Um, I don't know how you like to have them, but I personally mix them with hot water and add like add a dash of cocoa quench. And that's how I drink my little mushroom drink. Um, and you do get used to the taste. It's at first, you know, it's, we're not going to lie. It's not like drinking a chai latte or anything, but, um, 
that's how I have it. I think I started by adding um, cacao powder to it to make it a little more palatable, but now I'm happy just having the, the, um, the mushroom with hot water and a dash of cocoa quench. What about you, Steph? How do you have it? Yeah, mine's been going in my smoothie most. And then I have, I have had a little bit in um, my morning MCT decaf coffee, but you've got to be careful with how much you use because it starts to get a little bit, I don't know if chalky is the right word, but you can really tell it's there. So it depends on how much you're taking, which on that like makes it sort of apparent that we have to talk about quality because in the last couple of years, um, Medicinal mushrooms have certainly increased in um, popularity, which I think is incredible. But then there's then a lot of brands. So just, you know, keep in mind that we've given you two brands, which we know use, you know, superior quality, you know, no fillers, preservatives, additives or anything like that. And of course, the potency is really important because you want like a 10 to 1 ratio. You want 10 kilograms of herb to create one kilogram of powder. And other brands, unfortunately, start to find ways to... Um, you know, save costs, et cetera. So you want to make sure that you're not just going to the supermarket and buying whatever's got the word mushroom on it because it's a bit of a hot, you know, vogue sort of term at the moment. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Um, that is brave, brave of you to add it to your smoothie. <laughs> well done. <laughs> I don't notice the taste. Oh, okay. That, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, it must mean you've got, got other yummy things in there. I was adding tragala to my, my smoothies for a while, but that's got, was it trafala? Trafala. But that's got like a beautiful vanillary taste to it. Yeah. Yeah. My smoothie yeah. does have a lot in it. So <laughs> everything's pretty much hidden and it ends up just taking like berries, which is good. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It all gets lost in the wash a little. <laughs> Um, you mentioned using, using reishi for the nervous system, which yeah. is something else that I know both you and I wanted to talk on today because um, well, you're an expert in the area, you're, you're an official yogi, but <laughs> so supporting the nervous system is, is so important. You know, for, for most of us living in the Western world, we're really pre- predisposed to being in, well, I refer to it as being in this state of high alert throughout the course of the day. So you might not be sort of like steam coming out the ears level stressed, but just in this, this level of, of, um, of high alert, which really sort of hijacks the nervous system and sets off that chain reaction of, of hormones being released. Um, but in these times when there, there is so much in the way of question marks around what's happening tomorrow, what's happening next week and what's happening next month um, is very easy for, to feel overwhelmed and for that nervous system to really be set in that sympathetic state, which of course we want to avoid if we want to really allow the, the, the immune system to be doing its thing, to, to be doing its thing perfectly. And of course, if we want to allow digestion to be doing its thing perfectly so we can absorb all of these beautiful nutrients to support our immune system. So, you know, I guess be conscious of, of your mindset and, um, and how sympathetic um, you are right now and and take note as to whether you need to be doing the additionals to support your nervous system. So you can use some, you know, adaptogens to, to support there, but even coming back to basics like deep breathing, right, like having a deep breathing practice that you're taking on over the course of the day. You yeah. could use the term meditation, but you could also just use that term deep breathing. Yeah, yo- yoga isn't as you would know, just about the asana, right? We think it is because we go to yoga classes and we want to learn how to handstand or whatever it might be. But 
mm. definition of yoga is union, which we know, and there's incredible research that has been, you know, well and truly supported in that, you know, yoga reduces stress levels, lowers blood pressure, improves lung capacity, it's really going to nurture your nervous system, balance, you know, yeah, your and we're talking stress. Mm. And we're talking randomized control trials, like a lot of research on the benefits of yoga for these for these things that you're talking about. For sure. And I saw on um, or earlier today on the, in the news that Harvard University is urging people to perform yoga every morning to help fight, they use the word, the coronavirus. So, you know, it, is, it needs to be part of your arsenal um, and for many reasons, you know, just to really help sympathetically like stop that dominance that really perpetuates illness. Mm. Um and you're right, you know, asana is just such a small element of yoga. And you know, traditionally that practice of asana of moving the body and breathing is is all about getting the yogi to a point where they can sit more comfortably, you know, iron out the creases so they can sit more comfortably to meditate more effectively. Um, and in the West we tend to forget that. We, we think of asana as being yoga, but it is just one element. Like I think it's one like 96% of what the entire yoga scripture is. Yeah. Um, so use that yoga practice to help to help you move, which is obviously important, and to help you get into a state where you can breathe more deeply and sit and, and meditate. And there are lots of great resources out there. You know, if if you are not if you know right now that you are in more of that sympathetic state and you are feeling overwhelmed by by the, the current state of affairs, there's so much resource to tap into. You know, there's uh, an app that I personally love to recommend, which is Insight Timer. Insight Timer is uh, essentially a smorgasbord of like meditation experts from around the world offering different types of meditation, different durations. Um, so it, sort of you can, you can jump in at whatever point you feel you're ready for, whether it's a three-minute session or a 30-minute session. And then, of course, there are, um, there are lots of yogis and meditation experts now sort of adapting and offering their sessions um, that they otherwise would have offered in a studio online, whether it be via an online platform, um, or like their own online platform or, you know, a social media platform like Instagram, for example. But um, don't be intimidated because I think a lot of people are intimidated by what it means to, to meditate or to practice yoga. And now is a perfect time to sort of like, well, let's just put that, that um, intimidation to the side and think about what you really need and just just start with where you are. Like if it's a two or three minute breathing session, then just start with that because it is going to really help. And, um, and it's, it's just a starting point. Yeah. And just about acknowledging that it's such an important thing. You know, everyone is feeling really overwhelmed. There's this sort of sense of anxiety hovering over almost the whole world now. Um, And, you know, I think it's important to stay informed but I think you can also um, overdo that. So just coming back to sort of home base and looking at how you can nurture yourself is what you can control right now when there's a lot of things that you can't control. Yeah, yeah, precisely. Um, yeah, I don't know about you, but I know like for myself and for a lot of my clients that I've been speaking with, there's sort of this like, okay, I will turn on the news in the morning and the evening so I'm up to date because obviously things are moving so rapidly right now up to date with the latest in terms of, um, you know, um, uh, contraction rates and then also sort of any, any updates around, you know, 
how we have to live our lives and, and what the sort of social distancing policies are. But other than that, try and step away from it so that you can get on with your rest of the, not get on with the rest of your, your day. Um, but also make the most of your day because for some people who aren't working right now, uh, it could be very easy to sit down and become all consumed with the news and, and you sort of forget about the fact that if you're not working right now, there's actually this beautiful opportunity for you to expand and grow and further your knowledge base and you know try an online yoga class and read that book that you've been meaning to read for ages or do that online webinar that you've meaning to do for ages. Like Use this little bit of space that some of us might have to be really productive and do something nice with it rather than feel consumed with the, the current news and current affairs. Yeah, it's such a tricky time. Like You and I still have work, so... Um, we're in a very different position than some are, but I still think that no matter what your situation is, looking after yourself and certainly your nervous system right now has to be a priority. You know, you might have lost your job, but there are many other jobs that are available. It may be less glamorous, but mm. there are so many other potentials for us to start to explore because some industries are booming. And unfortunately, some are having to, you know, close or at least um, temporarily close that it's just about looking at things a little bit differently. And for me personally, I'm enjoying a little more space. Like my situation's quite different at the moment in that I already was having sort of quote unquote two weeks off. So um, my circumstances are different in that I've got more space from a situation outside of Corona. I might share that story another time, but, um, you know, like still trying to make sure that we maximize this time, you know, almost everyone is guilty of how are you? Oh, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I don't have time for X, Y, Z. So we've got the time that we've been craving for so yeah. long. And the question yeah. then is what are we going to do with it? Yeah, exactly. You don't want to, um, of course, we, we don't know what is around the corner. If, if your job has been affected, we don't necessarily know how long it's been affected, how long it's going to be affected for. But what we do know is that life goes on. And this is, of course, a huge challenge. Um, but with the challenges, I think we have to we have to rise and we have to be adaptable. We have to be nimble. We have to be creative. Um, we have to innovate and we have to just look at well, life might not go on exactly the way it was a week ago, but it will go on and there there will be another way of doing things. So um, try and use this time effectively so that you can you can get on with that next that next and new way of doing things. And and you might be way better than the old way of, of doing things. I also think this discussion around oh sorry, you go if you had something you wanted to put in there. No. Um, I was just going to say, I also think this discussion around immune support is so relevant, not, not just for the current, because obviously we're, we're currently worried about this initial wave of coronavirus um, that we have to withstand. But, you know, we are, we are going to, we are, we will flatten the curve and we will create, a, a, um, a, a, I guess, a, a steady and manageable flow of patients going into the hospitals, hopefully. But we won't have a vaccine and, you know, the news suggests we won't have a vaccine for at least 12 months, which means we can we need to continue to support our immune system and we, we can't just think about the next two, three, four or eight weeks when it comes to supporting our immune system. We have to think long term. Um, 
I like to think that we're not going to be in a state of social distancing for the next 12 months, but we are potentially going to be exposed to coronavirus at, at this stage, potentially going to be exposed to it for another 12 months, which means your immune system needs to be firing your nervous system needs to be managed so that if and when the virus approaches you, you aren't completely, you know, put out of action for two weeks or worse than that, you aren't put in hospital in ICU um, in order to help you manage with the virus, manage the virus. Yeah, absolutely. Also just, you know, look at where your immune system lies. Like the one thing that we haven't sort of summarized is that whole microbiome element, you know, vitamin C, we're talking about berries, raw garlic, all of that is incredible. Those foods, you know, will support your microbiome, but we've got to be looking at, all right, where is the majority of my immune system? What else can I do to look after my gut? So making sure that you're continuing to consume your cultured wellness, um, your fermented vegetables, just looking at, all right, that needs to be a priority right now. Should it be? It should be always. I hope. But if it's if it's slipped off the radar, then you know, set yourself a goal to start to add those back in over the next week or two to nourish your gut and look after yourself from the inside out. Yeah, and from that other point of view, like not relying on those comfort, easy to make, you know, pastas, toasted sandwiches, uh, and and sandwiches because those are in turn also detracting from your your gut health and your ability for your gut to really be supporting the immune system. Oh, and the sugar, like you know, we yes. all know what sugar does to our immune system. I think you've got some pretty good stats there. Mm. Well, yeah. Um, interestingly, yeah, the research papers that I was looking at is that the consumption of sugar can downregulate your production of white blood cells for between one to five hours after consuming. So, you know, as much as possible, if you're feeling stressed or drained or strained, go and do that deep breathing rather than rather than reaching that that chocolate bar or um, for some sort of confectionery. Which I, I say sort of tongue in cheek with you know giggling right now, but I. I I am sure um, that the rates of, um, of refined sugar production at the moment are increasing due to stress and sitting at home or bored eating or working from home. Yeah, the routine, there's that shift in routine for a lot of people. Like, I don't know, for me, I just, I kind of, it's not on my radar. I don't sort of snack. I just don't know. My, my, my routine doesn't change around my food no matter where I am. But for some people, they're finding that not being in the office and having sort of normal times or being too close to the fridge or the pantry is a lot of a temptation right now. So Mm. just acknowledging that we know that it's not the best decision right now to suppress your immune system with these foods. So it's just acknowledging the basics and keeping blood sugar control and satiety as a goal and you don't need those foods to pick you up, you know, supporting your emotions and you don't need to emotionally eat croissants or um, whatever you can find on sale in the yeah Mm. i feel like we could go on for a very long time around sort of like the new you know working from home being at home more this whole discussion around like planning your day and and planning your diet so that you it doesn't change too much in these times we probably don't have time to go into that right now um igtv for you ellie (laughs) Possibly. I feel like it's been a big point of discussion in consults over the last week at least. So, yeah, probably a lot of people are feeling it. Um, but I think that's a, like a pretty nice summary, at least at a fairly high level of supporting the immune system right now and why it is so crucial. Is there anything that you feel like we've missed? 
no, I think that's a beautiful summary just to reiterate, like, I'm, everyone knows this, I'm big about the basics. So start with those foundations, build that proverbial house and then look for what you can, you know, add on top. But don't, don't skip ahead. <laughs> Do a little bit of a stock take, as, you know, from what you've learned today, what's missing and gradually add on. You certainly don't need to be doing everything by tomorrow, but just have a good look at what your world's been like over the last 7 to 14 days and start to make some gradual changes, prioritising your health and the health of your family. Yeah. Thank you so much, Steph. It's been great having this chat. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening, team. Make sure you dive into the show notes over at thenaturalnutritionist.com.au forward slash podcast. Now, before you go, can I ask you a favor? I'd be so grateful if you would leave me a five-star review on iTunes. I personally read every review and comment and love hearing your aha moments and takeaways from each episode. Together, we can continue to spread the real food love. See you next time on The Real Food Real. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.